And a very good Thursday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins fall to the Rays 3-0 last night in 10 innings. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice for the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, a very disappointing second half of the season continues for the Marlins. And tonight, for the first time since May 25th, they are below 500. A 3-0 Tampa Bay Rays victory over the Miami Marlins to sweep this brief two-game set has dropped the Marlins back to 66-67, and a team that was 14 games over 500 at the All-Star break this season. This is the 10th inning show. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and uh, the struggles continue for the Marlins. They got unbelievable pitching tonight. They blanked the Rays for nine innings, but Tampa Bay scored three times in the top of the 10th inning to win this ballgame 3-0. Let's take a look at this ballgame, take a listen to the highlights for you. Zach Eflin versus Jesus Lazardo tonight. Lazardo was perfect through his first three innings. Zach Eflin got himself a double play in the first, worked around a double in the second. He was perfect in the third. Lazardo walked the first two in the fourth inning, but he would get out of things unscathed. Meanwhile, Zach Eflin was rolling. He was perfect in the fourth inning as well. We were scoreless through four innings in this ballgame tonight. Lazardo breezed right through the Rays in the fifth. Eflin worked around a one-out double in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jesus Lazardo worked around a one-out double in the top of the sixth. Eflin worked a perfect bottom of the six. We were scoreless going to the top of the seventh inning tonight. And Lazardo was done after six. He went six innings, a shutout baseball, second consecutive start in which he's rifled six innings of shutout ball. A.J. Puck took over for Miami in the top of the seventh inning. He struck out the leadoff man, Isak Paredes, but then he walked Brandon Lau, the shortstop, Basabi, in the center fielder, Jose Siri. And with the bases loaded and one out, Skip Schumacher called upon Andrew Nardi. The first man that he faced was Christian Bethencourt. He struck him out. And then Nardi needed to navigate his way through Vidal Brujan to get out of a messy situation in the seventh. 1-0 pitch is lifted in the air down the right field line. Sanchez in pursuit. He's there to make the catch, and the inning is over. Andrew Nardi inherits the bases loaded here in the top of the seventh inning, and he gets out of it. We are still scoreless here in Miami at the stretch. It's brought to you by Xfinity. And what an unbelievable job by Andrew Nardi. That was the uh, the highlight of his night because, well, I'll tell you more in just a moment, but it didn't end well for Andrew Nardi. Uh, Zach Eflin allowed a single with one out in the seventh inning. He was removed in favor of Colin Poche, who breezed right through Jazz Chisholm Jr. and Brian De La Cruz. Andrew Nardi went back out for the eighth inning. With one out, he hit Randy Arosarena. And then Harold Ramirez came to the plate. He smoked a line drive off the left hand of Andrew Nardi. He immediately exited the ballgame. He went right down to the tunnel. I'm sure we'll know more on his status postgame here, but it did not look good. The ball was off the bat at over 100 miles an hour. And Ramirez clobbered him. And there's really no telling uh, how Andrew Nardi is doing after this ball game here tonight. Nardi came out, Tanner Scott came in, and he was facing Isak Paredes. The 0-1 pitch is a ground ball hit to third. Could be two. Berger will go to a rise for one. Throw to first, the double play. Goes around the horn. Look out, Tanner, I see you. Two pitches and two outs for Scott, who enters for the injured Nardi here in the eighth inning. Still scoreless as we go to the bottom of the eighth on the Marlins radio now. 
So scoreless after seven and a half. The Marlins came up empty in the eighth. Poche started it. Sean Armstrong finished it. Tanner Scott stayed out for the ninth. He struck out Brandon Lau. He got Basabi the shortstop. And then all he had to do was to send this thing to the bottom of the ninth in a scoreless game was work around Jose Siri. Can they gain some ground in the wild card race tonight? 3-2 pitch as a line drive hit softly behind the bag at second base. Backhand grab by Arise. Throw to first. He got him. What a play. Luis Arise. He threw that ball off his back foot from shortstop when it was all said and done. What a play, Arise. We'll go to the bottom of the ninth inning. We're still scoreless. Wow. And Sean Armstrong stayed in there for the Rays, and he tossed the perfect one, two, three. I'm sorry, he walked the leadoff man, Nick Fortes, in the bottom of the ninth, and then he breezed through a rise bell and burger, so he went to the tenth. David Robertson came on for Miami. Jose Siri was the ghost runner at second base. Christian Bethancourt, I'm sorry, check that. Aranda, the pinch hitter for Tampa Bay, that was Jonathan Aranda in the top of the tenth inning. First pitch, broken bat bleeder to the left side, hit so softly, Wendell just had to dive to keep it on the infield. And it was a leadoff single going to third base on the play was Jose Siri. And the next man to bat for the Rays in a scoreless ball game. First and third, nobody out. Top 10 pinch hitter, the lefty, Josh Lowe. Now the 1-2 pitch to Josh Lowe as a shot through the right side. The base hit out towards the gap in right center field. Aranda's going to score on his way to third base. Is Aranda. That was Siri that scored. But the Rays have played to the run. And it's 1-0 here at the top of the 10th inning. So I beg your pardon. That was Siri that scored from third. Aranda goes from first to third. An RBI single for Josh Lowe, and it's 1-0 Tampa Bay. And then after a strikeout of Yandy Diaz, Randy Rosarena broke up in this ballgame. The 0-1 pitch is a ground ball hit through the left side, a base hit. Aranda will score. Here comes Lowe. He's going to score. Throw to the plate is not in time. And the Rays lead 3-0. And that was plenty for the Rays here tonight. Pete Fairbanks was 16 of 17 in this or uh, 17 of 18 converting saves this season Berger running at second base in the 10th Fairbanks struck out Chisholm he was 0 for 4 tonight with three strikeouts De La Cruz popped out to first John Birdie lined out to second this ball game was over and the Marlins lose three to nothing for the race tonight three runs five hits no errors eight men left on base for the Marlins no runs four hits no errors and four men left on base Sean Armstrong beats David Robertson Pete Fairbanks 18th save of the season Total time of game, 2 hours and 33 minutes, 9,803 in attendance inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park here tonight. With the victory, the Rays have now clinched their sixth consecutive winning season. They're 82 and 52, 30 games over 500. Marlins are 66 and 67. They are below 500 for the first time since May the 25th. For the Miami Marlins tonight, on the mound, they struck out 13 and that means that $325 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following last night's 3 nothing loss to the Rays. Skip, this is a great ballgame for nine innings. How tough was it to, to end up going like that for you guys in, in an important game? We pitched really, really well. Uh, Zeus was incredible tonight. Um, I thought Nick Fortes did an inc incredible job as well. Behind the plate, blocking the balls. The guy's in second and third. He was throwing slider after slider, and uh, Nick was working his tail off. Um, 
you know, Nardi com- coming in, um, getting out of a big jam and obviously, you know, got hit in the hand, but um, Scott coming back and getting him out of that jam, I just thought it was such a well-pitched game and, you know, um, it's just tough we couldn't get any anything going offensively and, um, yeah, it's tough to win when you don't score. Mm. Nord- How is Nardi? Any idea? X-rays were negative, um, but other than that, I'm not sure. Robertson, a couple of tough seeing eye singles basically maybe left the one pitch up but that's a tough spot in the 10th inning for yeah I mean extra innings you always have you start the guy on second uh they did a really good job of um getting hits and uh you know that's that's just what happens I mean he's when you're when you're struggling um those balls get through and everything feels like it's getting through against him right now was there any thought to walking a rose arena there was thought. Rayleigh was still on the bench. Um, he could come off and, and have bases loaded with, um, you know, for Ramirez, just like they flipped out uh, last night. Um, so you kind of pick your poison there. He got a ground ball, found a hole. Uh, Soler taking it wasn't available. Could have had them in, I think, a couple spots where you could have pinch hit them. Soler was not available. Uh, back to Lazardo. Just last two starts specifically looks like Lazardo at his prime. Just seeing him this late in the season still doing what he's doing. Yeah, uh, you know, he had a couple, um, you know, maybe rough starts after the All-Star break, um, but managed he turned it on again and uh, kind of caught that second wind and um, is pitching as good as, as uh, he ever has right now. And with the changeup was really effective today. Um, you know, he spiked some sliders, but that's okay. I mean, he's he was throwing his fastball where he wanted it, um, through the slider when he needed it. Um, and again, Fortes was uh, really good blocking behind the plate, really good game plan. But I thought the changeup was was really good. Four seam top of the zone. Um, yeah, competitor wanted it, got out of big jams. You could see the passion, um, a lot of energy. Uh, we just we just couldn't score for him. Uh, okay. Obviously, we don't know quite yet exactly how serious Nardi's hand will be, aside from actually being negative. But how much will it hurt knowing he might not be available for? I don't know that yet. So, I, yeah, I'm not going to speculate on that. Um, right now the x-rays are negative, so that's a good sign. So until someone tells me that, I'm not going to speculate that we don't have them. Skip, uh, losing you guys are under 500 first time since I think late May, just seeing where, where that's at, 29 games left. What are you seeing from the guys, and what sort of you think can help spark you guys back to try to get back with? Again, you got four weeks left now. Four weeks left. So, I mean, we're – as bad as it's been, we're still in it, um, and it's it's been bad. There's no doubt. It doesn't feel good to lose, um, that's for sure. But and you know we've hit kind of a skid in the second half. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but we're getting really good pitching performances. We have to figure out a way to execute uh, the game plan and score runs. It's just the reality. We got a lot of balls on the ground today. Not a ton of hard contact. Um, Eflin was good. Uh, we know their bullpen is as good as anybody's, uh, especially in the back end. Um, we just couldn't get any anything pushed across. So um, the guys are positive. They still feel good about where they're at. Um, every day when they come in, they feel like it's going to turn. Today is going to be the day that's going to turn. It hasn't turned yet. So, um, But it, we got to uh, find a way to win tomorrow. Uh, Sanchez, the pickoff, we got picked off at third, I think the sixth inning there. Just you see there? Well, I saw him getting picked off at third I mean, with the left-hander up. I mean, open lane, um, that's – we know Bethancourt has an absolute cannon behind there. 
Um, and when there's a left-hander up, that can be a call play all the time. And I think it looks worse when you don't score, right? If we're up four runs and that happens, you know, it's you can call it a teaching moment and talk to them about it. When you are having trouble scoring runs and you get make base running mistakes, then it looks a lot worse. And it um, it's not a good feeling when you get picked off, especially at third base uh, with two outs. And, um, yeah, just stuff like that just – can't happen again the little things we're not executing the little things and we're we're failing to uh you know on you know on the on the base pass or whatever it is too just the little things are adding up and causing us to lose games before that play there was a deep play pop up by Guriel. were you surprised he didn't try and tag up from second sanchez before the ball ended up dropping but he seemed to tag up there the ball dropping and foul deep foul ball in right field Guriel. but he didn't even go back to tag um yeah yeah we we talked to him about that yeah he's he, that's a uh as soon as you know it's foul, you have to tag. I mean, that's just the, uh, um, yeah. He, he should have tagged. It didn't do anything, but, right. yeah, it, it should have should have happened. He, he, we talked about it, and um, he understood. Did you think Bells was going to get a hit on that? That Siri made an incredible play. Siri's a good player. Yeah, he's uh, he hurt us this series, you know, big hit yesterday, and uh, really good defensive play. Um, I didn't think he caught it. It's kind of tough to see, you know, in the gap there from my angle and vantage point, but... Um, yeah, he ran a long way to catch that ball. There's not a lot of center fielders who can catch that ball. And, um, yeah, the, the kid's a good player. He, he, he makes uh, on the bases, hitting, fielding. Uh, he's a good all-around player. Jesus Lazardo went six innings, gave up just one hit, no runs, eight punch outs. Another phenomenal outing for Jesus Lazardo. Let's hear what Lazardo had to say after his outing. Well, it was a heck of an effort tonight. What do you think? They, they're it's a tough lineup. They make you work, and uh, you certainly did that. And... Yeah, no, I felt like, um, thankfully, my stuff felt really good. My body felt good, but, yeah, they made me work. Um, I felt like they worked some really good at-bats, uh, spat on some good pitches and spoiled some good pitches. Um, but, yeah, thankfully, you know, everything kind of worked out for me. Change-up was important tonight, huh? Yeah, I feel like my change-up's uh, my equalizer, and lately it has been just uh, kind of getting guys off the, the fastball. Uh, three extra days of rest, I think it was, in between starts. Do you, how much do you think that helped, if at all, tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think it helped. Um, I feel like sometimes it can play against you, but I feel like we used it well this time uh, and kind of got my body back underneath me, and uh, I felt like those three extra days definitely helped me out. Uh, for you, uh, with your stuff tonight, uh, second most strikeouts in franchise history by a lefty for a local guy to follow this team and see to know where you are in that in history, in history of the franchise. What is something like that? I mean, I feel like it's it's awesome. I mean, it's obviously an honor, and uh, I think it's pretty cool, you know, growing up here, being a Marlins fan, um, and hopefully just keep it going, keep the season rolling. You're 25 strikeouts short of 200. A, are you aware that? B, would it mean something to you? I wasn't aware of that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, 200 strikeouts is definitely a, a good um, – it's somewhere I would want to be. Uh, it's a stepping stone to where I want to get to. So I think it's um, it, it's cool and all, but I think just keeping the team in the game and mm -hmm. winning games is even better. After a rough patch, you had two great starts. That must be important for you too. Yeah, I feel like um, – just getting back on track. I felt like I went through a little slump there, mm. um, physically, mentally, but then uh, happy where you've been able to bounce back the last two. Uh, you guys are under 500 for the first time since late May. You guys got four weeks left. Just you guys feeling the pressure, knowing how you guys are still in the race and how things are going. You guys feeling anything with how much time's left? I don't think uh, pressure's the word at all. I mean, obviously there's a sense of urgency, I think, um, and there has been uh, ever since we got into the race, but um, I don't think there's pressure. I think we know we have a month left. Um, we have plenty of games left to come back and, and, and get in this thing, so uh, we're not out by any means, and we're just looking forward to the next game.
All right, we're right back at it. It's the first of four in D.C. as the Marlins take on the Washington Nationals. Braxton Garrett, he's got the ball tonight. It's going to be a 7.05 first pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 6.30. We hope you can join us on Marlins on deck and, of course, our call at 7.05. Heads up. 29 games left still in this thing. Let's keep the morale up here on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.